We are back after a one-week hiatus, sports with a Z and a T. Uh, a lot has happened in the past week, uh, especially with my Sixers. We'll get to that in a moment. I'm having a panic attack as we go on air. Oh, you should be. You should be. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, just a friendly reminder to all our listeners, thank you for coming back. Thank you for sticking with us. Our Twitter account is now live. I will put that at the bottom for the people that are watching via YouTube TV. And if you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple, the new Twitter page is up. That's at sports underscore podcast. Reminder with a T and a Z, not an S. Uh, So check that out. Give us a follow. Uh, There's going to be more coming down the pipeline later in this episode uh, with things with our Twitter account. I think you guys are going to really like that. And of course, follow myself at zbrice 21 and Taylor at TLATS with two T's and two S's. That is also at the bottom of the screen. Uh, we are brought to you by Saving Face Barbershop in Saratoga Springs. Uh, check out my boy Jeremiah up in up in Saratoga. It's it's getting to be summer, even though Memorial Day weekend wasn't so great up here. Get that fresh haircut. At, at I actually gets- have a scheduled appointment this Saturday. I'm going to go see think- Jeremiah. What yes. time? What time? At noon. At noon. I'll Why, be, there at be there at 10. I'll be there at 10. Oh, so so Jeremiah, Jer- Jer- <laughs> Jer- Jeremiah gets stuck with both of us on Saturday and maybe some of our listeners as well. Give them the business. Support your local businesses, especially as we are getting out of the pandemic. Thankfully, slowly, but surely we're getting there. But our local businesses, yes, get, get vaccinated, all that fun stuff. But, of course, support your local businesses. And, as always, we are brought to you by Godzilla Media. We don't want to forget about the big boss, uh, the big Mr. Man. Tom. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Mr. Tom Gaz giving us this opportunity. But we missed a week, obviously, like I said. So we have a lot to get to. Let's start immediate thoughts with the NBA playoffs. We do have some breaking news. Obviously, this isn't going to be as breaking when the show airs. But as we're coming on air to record uh, – it just got passed down the pipeline that Joel Embiid is now officially listed as doubtful for game five against the Washington Wizards with right knee soreness. Um, not ideal. That's okay. <laughs> no. That's okay. Uh, I, I'm not too worried because I think if the Sixers thought it was more serious, he would have been listed as out. He would have been uh, given a much longer timeline. Usually they give like four to six weeks or, or something along those lines. If it's a long-term injury, they're, they're not very specific uh, when it comes to short-term. So I, I think this is going to be more of a maintenance for the Sixers to make sure he's healthy for the second round, because let's be honest. Yeah. The Wizards stole one uh, against the Sixers on Monday evening, but give the Sixers a day to prepare against the Wizards coming back into Philadelphia for the first time in a fully capa- uh, capacitated stadium. I, I I don't think the Sixers have much to worry about. My NBA champion pick <laughs> is still going to be okay. Um, look, I, I get the numbers are out there that Joel Embiid mm-hmm. is a big impact. I have some numbers role. for you if you want. I'm sure you do. But <laughs> the Washington Wizards also lost Bertans to a pretty severe ankle sprain. So he's they're going to be missing one of their better power forwards. And Russell Westbrook isn't fully healthy. Bradley Beal can't do it every single night. So when you look at the Sixers, I, I'm not going to press the panic button just because Joel Embiid's going to be missing game five. Now, if this leaks into the next series, look, 
I'm not really sweating it against the Atlanta Hawks either because we'll get to that as well. The New York Knicks look absolutely brutal. I can't believe I picked the Knicks in that series. Yeah, me but, too. You and me both. Yeah. Uh, and I would only be worried about the Eastern Conference Finals if I'm the Sixers, and that's where getting that number one seed was important. But I digress. Um, they they wouldn't have to see the Nets or or the Bucks until the Eastern Conference Finals. They do have to get there, though. I get it. But uh, that's one of the major takeaways that between the two of us um, that we got from the first round so far. Keep in mind, the last time we talked to you guys, uh, we gave all our predictions. Most of them are looking pretty good. Um, eh, Taylor's not so much. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give Taylor his time. This this is a safe space. You can let it out. Uh, Taylor, I will give you yours. It's uh, okay. Um, we're here for you. Uh, but <laughs> just, you, just, you. just know this is your time. All right. Well, I, I thank you on that one. Uh, well, well, going back to the Sixers. I have the on-court, uh, on-off numbers uh, for the Sixers the entire season. You, I, no, 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 no. I'll bring it, I, I'll bring it I, back. I did, I did <laughs> I not tee you up to go back to the Sixers to <sighs> throw stats out there without Joel Embiid. I teed you up to talk about how the Heat looked absolutely I, abysmal for four well, games against the Bucks. Maybe I don't want to talk about the Heat and how abysmal they look. Look, all right, that was awful. I was completely wrong. Uh, if I, in deep in my heart, did I really think that the Heat could beat the Bucks? Probably not. But I got to pick them because at least I got to pick my team in one series. I picked them to lose against the Nets in the next series, but I had to do something. And so, yeah, I'm not going to say they were bubble frauds because a lot of people are saying that, and I hate They're that. They're frauds. They're frauds. I, I don't think that that's what happened. You got to remember that this team wasn't supposed to be just – I like taking well, notes. Are. You do know that. And Joel and not Joel and Jesus. Uh Jimmy Butler, you know, right before the playoffs through a bleacher article, said he was so locked in, he was ready to go for the playoffs. He's ready yeah. to take the heat to the next level. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And LeBron and, and LeBron a couple of years ago in twenty nineteen, before when he was come come back from injury, he said playoff mode activated and proceeded to not make the playoffs. So people say things all the time. The point being is this heat team wasn't supposed to be just this heat team. It was supposed to also have Victor Oladipo. Now does Victor Oladipo move the needle that much? Maybe not. Maybe the outcome would have been the same and the bucks would have won either way, but I don't think it would have been a sweep and we traded away players to get Victor Oladipo with the hopes that he would be a guy who could, you know, defend. He just like, can't stay healthy. Score. Yeah, I know. And yeah, because he but didn't this, play. all I'm saying but, is this team wasn't supposed to be this. It was supposed to be, Victor Oladipo and uh, right, Jimmy so, Butler, and so instead of s- instead of getting swept, you might have you know won won one game and had the gentleman. Yeah, one sweep. or two games. It would have been a six. The Bucks are a good team, and I think you're gonna have a, some problems when they make it to you in the conference finals. I hope they make it to us in the conference finals. But honestly, the Nets look really good too. So, so I really well, don't know yeah. at this point. Do, uh, do the, the Nets, Nets look that scared. good, or are the Celtics that bad? A little bit. I of think both, the Nets right? are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the Nets. The Nets can score at will. Those three guys are ridiculous. Like when they're hot and they don't even need to be hot and they're scoring like crazy. Like Kevin Durant, who would have thought that Kevin Durant hadn't played basketball in over two years, basically, with the worst possible injury you can have in basketball? He looks fine. He's averaging like 35 points a game and he scores over anyone. I don't think anyone can slow him down. Maybe if you put Ben Simmons on him, maybe he can slow him down. Maybe. But then... If I look at your Sixers, if they were to get there, who's going to guard James Harden? Who's going to guard Kyrie Irving? The, the, I don't the, know, man. The, the, 
the thing about the Nets, and I've been trying to watch them, is <clears throat> when the Celtics are, and I don't think trying is the right word, but when the Celtics are actually playing up to the potential of what the Celtics, we all thought they could have been this season in this past series. And, and this is not a secret. The Nets have no defense and they have no answer for inside the paint. Jason Tatum, when he wanted to, took Kevin Durant to work and, and he made Kevin Durant look bad on a couple of plays. I actually retweeted one of them on my Twitter account. I saw I, I mean, it. I saw it, it. It, it, it just... It's, it's something that when you get to a more fundamentally sound basketball team, whether it be the Bucks, whether it be the Sixers, you have to play top-notch defense because that's how the, these other two teams are going to get you is by beating you in the paint. I don't think they would have an answer for Giannis. Yeah, Kevin Durant, you can say Kevin Durant, but they don't have – I mean, are you looking at DeAndre Jordan to sit there in the paint? and step up on a guy on a guy like Giannis when he's driving? No, I don't think so. And you're not asking DeAndre Jordan to defend, assuming he's healthy, which I think I mean, he, he will be at this point. Joel Embiid. They, they have no answer for Joel. The Sixers swept the Nets this year. Yeah. I mean, that's a regular season. I'll say that. But, sure, but like, I mean, who was playing? Who was even playing in the regular season? Well, the, because the, Kyrie the, the last and James one, Harden and well, Kevin Durant were all missing. The last the game, the last game, the Nets you know, realized that the number one seed wasn't important, I guess, in their mind and, and sat and everybody. Kevin Durant. But, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, all right, I really want to see them. I'm excited to see them against the Bucks. Let, uh, we'll put it that way. That's going to be then, a great series. That's going to be a series where they're actually tested because I don't think Celtics are really testing them. It's just Jason Tatum out there. And if he doesn't drop 50, then they lose. So it's, it's going to be a real test for them when they play the Bucks. And if they look good, as good against the Bucks as they do against the Sixers or the Celtics, then I think you should be worried. I want to switch to the Western Conference. Is it time to worry about the Lakers? Is it time to, to yes. really think that that maybe, just maybe, LeBron won't see the NBA Finals this year? Or even maybe get past the first round for the first time in God knows how long? Ever. He's never lost in the first round. Exactly. And yes. I mean, obviously, I, told, I, I said it in my predictions. I said if they were both healthy... Then, then no one's going to beat them, and they're going to win the championship. They're not. Anthony Davis is hurt again, and if he can't play, he he's probably he's listed as doubtful. I think for this next game, probable that he will not play. And so, can LeBron win a game without him? Possible, but he's going to have to pull out shades of 2018 LeBron, where he's dropping 40 a night and or 40 to 45 a night and dishing out, and people got to hit their shots. Um, do I think he can? Of course I can, but he's also getting up there in age and he's turning into not so much a driving scoring force as much. He's trying to get everyone involved and being like the ultimate game manager who can also score 25 a night, but can he score upwards and, of 30 and 40? I don't know. We'll see. And, and, that, and, that, and that's the thing that I stressed with my concerns with the Lakers and our predictions is look, the, the Lakers have been so good at distributing the ball, especially last year. That's that's really what got them to win. It, it wasn't LeBron putting up 30, 40 points a night. It was the fact that AD was there to help him, and they were very good shooting the ball. The Lakers this year were bottom third in the NBA. They ranked 25th in field goal percentage. That's not going to get it done, especially against a team that can shoot you out of the barn like the Phoenix Suns can. And they have, they've proven that they can do that. Um, you're not asking LeBron and especially if AD is not healthy, 
I don't know if the minutes that they're going to force onto LeBron, that ankle still worried. Look, has he looked okay for now? But I, I, if you're going seven games, which I think this series is going seven games, the way it's looking right now, I don't know if this is – I don't think you could keep this up. Well, this this next game will be really telling. This game five uh, tied 2-2, so they're in a good spot. It's best of three with Suns obviously having the home court advantage. And you're just going to have to see, can LeBron carry the load for a game, maybe two? If Anthony Davis can't come back until a possible game seven, then that's a problem. And getting into the next series, if he's not healthy, that's also a problem. Eventually, I don't think as good as LeBron is, as durable as LeBron is, as crazy, like, caring he is like at some point he's 36 years old he's played 18 seasons he's played more minutes in the regular season and in the playoffs than anyone else playing in the nba and it's not even close and he's obviously gone to 10 finals but i don't know if it comes to a point where he cannot completely carry a team and yeah he'll get exposed but i do think that him not losing in the first round is kind of a point of pride for him. So I think he'll give it his all in this round. And if he gets out in round two or round three, that's whatever. But he wants to, I think he wants to at least keep that on his resume that ne- never lost in the first round. Um, but yeah, if yeah, AD's not healthy, about all concerned. those final losses, right? Yeah. What? Yeah. No, but <laughs> no, I've, to, I've team LeBron in the there. argument. I just, yeah, it's better to get there than to not. That argument is ridiculous. Anyone who tries it. to make the argument that, oh, because, because Jordan went to six, but didn't lose any. Yeah. Well, just because he couldn't get there any other time, but I digress. I digress. I digress. I don't want to get into that because I can spout off for hours about this. I'm well, a LeBron I, guy, obviously. <laughs> I know what you did want to get into, and so I put it. I put it in our agenda, and I'm not really sure where you're going to go with it, but <laughs> we're going with it. Um, Kyrie Irving, I, look, he's been obviously. Before we get into this, uh, there is no room in real really any sporting event for what is going on with all the fans at NBA playoff games. I mean, we just saw it again Monday night at the Wizards game uh, where a Wizards fan ran on the court and tried to touch the glass before getting <laughs> absolutely tackled. bodied by by, the, <laughs> by a mammoth security Take guard. Down. Uh, um, it's a fatality. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've had, you know, obviously the Kyrie Irving incident, uh, with the water bottle thrown at him. We've had the Russell Westbrook popcorn. We've had the uh, Ja Morant family incident now. Uh, I believe there's been Trey um, Tra- the, the Trey Young. Uh, how can you forget the Trey Young New York incident? There's been five reported incidents with fans um, that have been reported to the police already, and we're just in the first round. I mean, look, obviously we're all happy that we can be back in the sporting events, and, and, I, and I get that, but they're – there has to be a fine line. You can't, I mean, that just because we're back doesn't mean you can act stupid. And there, it's one thing to heckle uh, an opposing team or, or, or try to get into their head. That's the whole point of home court advantage. That happens. That's sports. And these players know that. But there's a, there's a fine line where it becomes assaulting a player, um, verbally abusing a player, racially profiling a player, all of those things that I just listed happened this mm-hmm. past week while we were out. See, this is what happens. We take a break and all hell breaks loose out. <laughs> so 
Um, we won't take a break again, but it, it's just <clears throat> ridiculous. So, but but Kyrie Irving, that specific event, there's more than just he got a water bottle thrown at him. There yes. is more lying in the weeds than just simply Kyrie Irving had a water bottle thrown at him. And I have um, a point of view of this, but Taylor, I know you have a point of view of this. I'll let you go first. Um, Kyrie's not, you know, the innocent here. No. And All right. First of all, I want to say, obviously, we're not condoning any of these no. actions. Let, let's obviously. be clear right now. No. The, what, all of them were horrendous. Right. But – what led to this event, Kyrie may have put the flame on the gasoline. Yeah. And another thing I want to mention is that a lot of people have been saying like the fans are going crazy. The fans are going crazy. These are like four, five different people, like five people out of thousands that are going. So let's not lump all fans in together that they're all going crazy. No, these five, six fans went over the deep end. And maybe people are a little riled up because they've been stuck inside for a year and they haven't been able to go to these events and they're just trying to express themselves. They're excited. But when it comes to Kyrie, (laughs) my problem with him right now is that he's making it out to be like, oh, like it's a circus. They're treating us like animals and stuff. And like, they're just hurling all this stuff at us and all this crap. And I'm like, bro, who was the one who went to the Celtics he got traded. Granted, he would, he did not go there of his own volition. He asked to be traded. He was but, traded there. And but, then in a press conference, he was asked, oh, are you going to stay? And he says, yes, I'm here. I'm staying. I'm going to retire Celtic. In front of a jam-packed TD Garden. Mm-hmm. In front of the fans. It wasn't just a normal press conference, right? This no. was this was, was the beginning hype. of the season hype up. You know how a lot of colleges do like the pep the, rally. The pep rally. You were right. It was a Celtics opening season pep rally, and he was asked, Are you staying? And, yeah. and it and was an said, emphatic yes. Yup, I'm staying. I'm running it back. Like we're gonna stay together. I'm gonna retire. I don't know if he actually said he was gonna retire Celtic, but he said he was staying. Along those He's, lines, he said a lot of things, but yeah, he said he, he's staying, he's staying. And then a year and a half, two years later. He leaves to go join a super team. Obviously, it wasn't a super team at the time because they didn't have James Harden. They just had Durant. But he still left. And then come to find out after I saw the video of him getting the water bottle thrown out and everyone freaks out, another video surfaces of Kyrie stomping on their logo. That's where I was going with it. Basically (laughs) pretending like he was like wiping crap off his foot onto the logo. And I'm like, okay, so you don't want the fans to react with borderline hostility towards you yet you go out and do this crap like what do you expect from them i know i'm not saying throwing the water bottle was okay that's never okay but they're gonna freak out they're gonna hate you they're gonna boo this is what you're stoking the flames and then when something happens then you're like oh well they just think like he's i'm i feel like he's trying to play it off as a race thing and i know that there is a history in boston of racism and all that stuff. I'm not discounting that. I'm not discounting his opinion on that. All I'm saying is that it's not in a vacuum that this is happening. This is happening in Boston because you piss them off and you continue to piss them off and you're doing it on purpose. And it drew the attention of some Celtics legends. Uh, Kevin Garnett chimed in, Glenn Davis chimed in and pretty much saying like, 
look, you can't you can't be doing this and expecting to get off scotch free. Uh, I, I mean, Kevin Garnett kind of played the everybody, you know, all of us need to be better card. Pretty much, he he went to Instagram and said, you know, it, it's not really. Did anybody see that he stomped on Lucky? I guess their mascot's called Lucky. I hate the Celtics, so <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm I'm all for there, it, but but he Kevin Garnett went on to say, like, you know, you you can't do that. That's not cool on any level. All of us need to be better. I'm just saying. And then he went on to say, you know, good morning, have a great day. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Davis was the one that that really didn't hold back. He, he mm-hmm. said, like I said, you step on lucky, you step on everybody that played for that team. Keep the shit basketball before somebody gets hurt in real life. I, I mean, this. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and look, that did that sole incident cause the water bottle to be thrown at Kyrie? Probably not, but maybe it did. Maybe that fan saw it and said, "What did he just do?" Shoot. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, look, I wouldn't do that. I'd I'd boo the hell out of him. I'd yeah, scream at him. But I would. I that, mean, I wouldn't throw something at the player. That is assault. Yes. Um, but but did he put that flame on the gas? Absolutely. I mean, this is something that probably could have been completely avoided. Uh, the the way Kyrie handled himself with Boston entirely from the moment that he stepped foot claiming that he wanted to be the face of a franchise. He had his chance in Boston. They could Kyrie was adored in Boston. They mm-hmm. would, I mean, they, they stepped up and, and took him in as if they were, he was the greatest Celtic there was. And for him to do that, I, I mean, it just left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. I, I'm look, I get it, Boston. I, I do. I, I, I would hate I would hate the guys because you know what it reminds me of not uh, it's a little different but to when the Eagles traded T or cut to with his spat with Donovan McNabb the hatred in that city for Terrell Owens was something that I to this day have yet to see and now obviously Philly can get pretty hostile real quick. Mm. Um, yeah, <laughs> to to a level that Boston doesn't really even get to. You threw but, snowballs at Santa. Oh yeah, we we, we love to throw we, we we love to throw that one out there uh, sixty years later. Um, but never forget. But, but but no, but the hatred that was towards To was there anything ever thrown at him? No. Was was there was there anything? Was he verbally assaulted? Probably, but he took it like a man. You know, mm-hmm. like, like he, he took it. He understood the situation. He knew the bed that he sewed and, and took it. He played for the Dallas Cowboys after he dismantled the Philadelphia Eagles organization. He's going to get it. Kyrie Irving no. did something similar to the Boston Celtics. Now, did he go to their arch rival? No. Did he fully blow up that roster? No. But he was supposed to be a big piece of what the Boston Celtics – I mean, we were looking at the Boston Celtics back in 2015-2016 saying, well, <laughs> I mean, they're set up. They have all these draft picks. Uh, uh, they, they already have this great young core. They might be the next monster team in the Eastern Conference after LeBron Anthony leaves. Anthony Davis, too. They're trying right. to get Anthony Davis and make it a super and team. And none of that materialized, and Kyrie Irving was the beginning of that downfall. I don't blame Boston fans one bit for the anger towards him. No, I don't blame them at all. And like we said, we'll keep saying it. Like, you can't throw water bottles at people. The, what the fans can do is the fans can boo. They can they can throw insults as long as they're not racially charged. Obviously, you should never do that. 
Um, but no. and but and but anything, you can say you suck. You can make chance. All this type of stuff like that you can like fire back as a fan. And and, but, and I, I mean, how many times have I been at an Eagles game screaming at the top of my lungs? Hell, I I I screamed at Tom Brady when the Eagles played the Patriots two years ago. I said, Brady, you suck. It yeah. happens. But do I respect Tom Brady? Absolutely. He's the goat. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. But yes, he is. but that's part of sports. Like you're. If you're the greatest of all time, you're going to have haters, right? That's what yeah. made the Eagles Super Bowl so great was that the Eagles beat Tom Brady and the the evil empire that the New England Patriots were. That's I the whole. Agree with that one. That's the whole point of sports. Yeah. So, like, like but, I wasn't a, I wasn't a Philly fan, but I watched that that Super Bowl and I loved it. It's I, like I I think I've told you this before. It is one of my, if not the favorite Super Bowl I've yeah. ever watched, and it was because yeah. it was entertaining. And I got to watch the Patriots lose. Exactly. So, so like, I, I mean, there are sports figures that embrace being the bad guy. I, I think LeBron has formed into that. Absolutely. LeBron mm-hmm. is the GOAT. But you're going to have hate. That too. Trey Young with, with the Knicks fans. I mean, look, the way Trey Young handled that that whole incident in, in game one, uh, unbelievable. I mean, he you got to remember, he he's 22. He's like 22 mm-hmm. or 23. He is young. And, and I know if somebody sp- spat on me, I'm 26 years old. I probably would have turned around and clocked him in the face. I, I mean, <laughs> I, but I mean, I get it. You're, you're a professional basketball player. You're an all-star. I, I, maybe you would view it differently too, but that, that, that's just me. And especially, and I think you made this comment in the middle of a pandemic, in oh, the yeah, middle yeah. of a pandemic, you're spitting on somebody. It's not oh, okay at any time, but especially not in the middle of a pandemic. Like, come on, be better. I look. I, I mean, fans, you, you guys got to chill. But there's, also, there's there's one thing about making a hostile environment. There's one thing about being stupid and, and putting people's lives at risk. <laughs> going back to Kyrie, I just what what he what he does. I think that irked me the most is he he did all the things we listed out. How he is like. Like he's basically asking Boston to hate him, but then he goes ahead and he plays the victim, and it's right. like it's that's like, okay, the other flip of it. Yes, you got thrown the water bottle thrown at you was bad, no question about that. That shouldn't have happened. But that was one fan. But you're gonna lump all the fans together and say that they're all acting dumb. Kevin Durant, they're all acting dumb. You 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 guys, it's bigger than you. It's bigger than you. It's it's basketball. Like we're playing. Like let us just play the game, enjoy the game. And it's like okay, but like these fans emotionally invest themselves in these teams. And then when Kyrie Irving does what he does stomps on the logo, like I'm not saying that the logo is sacred or anything, but Celtics fans might say that it is. And just, you know what you're bringing onto yourself and then don't play the victim afterwards and just be like, Oh, well they're just being mean to me. No, you asked for this. You are the one causing this. If you handled yourself perfectly fine, didn't stomp on the logo if you hadn't lied the first time and said that you were staying, I know he got caught up in the moment. That's what I think that's what his excuse was. He was caught up in the moment, but like you say something, you say something political, you know, like you dodge the question. You say, ha, I don't know, man. Like, we'll see. I'm just pumped for this year. That's literally what you, all you had to do. You didn't have to promise that you come back. And look, Kyrie has a history now where whatever he says, people are only going to take it with a grain of salt because nobody knows what's going through this guy's head. I mean, I mean, he, we all know he's not a normal dude. You know, he, mm-hmm. his his clock ticks a little differently than everyone else's, but and that's not yeah. always a bad thing. But no. in Kyrie's flat world, um, 
I, and I mean, listen, I applaud Kyrie for all the social justice type stuff that he's been absolutely. You know, he's been there's doing. some good, but if you he also don't come out more important say, than basketball. I mean, you you also don't come out and say that before the playoffs. Yeah, I no. mean, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But like, don't blame the fans save, for being save, skeptical about it. Save that for after you have the parade. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like say save it for after the season's over. But hey, like I said, he's I just had he's, to get that off my chest with Kyrie. He's he just irks me. Sometimes. No, absolutely. And I think a lot of people are, are with you on that boat. Um, <laughs> this next one. <laughs> um, I don't know if many people are familiar with Rick uh, <laughs> Boucher or Boucher. I don't really know how it's he Buker. it's Buker. There you yeah, go. You it. He's a Rick former Buker. TNT NBA analyst. I believe he's with FS1 now ESPN. Mm-hmm. He was with ESPN Talk. for some time. <clears throat> um, he made a tweet and now this is going way back. Um, 2015. November of 2015. Just to, just to date everybody. Um, he tweeted, and now this this is process related. This is Sixers related. This is Knicks related. Um, <clears throat> I'm just going to read the tweet, the the initial tweet. I'm ready to trust the process, the Knicks process. Inducing young talent to lose year after year isn't a process. It's negligence. Now, he's been roasted for about, well, it's 2021. He's been roasted for six years for this tweet because he's been absolutely dead wrong absolutely dead wrong on this entire thing. The Sixers are looking at themselves right now as the number one seed have NBA championship uh, aspirations. And the Knicks just won their first playoff game in over six years, looking at themselves thinking they're going to, you know, chant and we want Philly and can't even win another game after that because they're so barren of talent. Let me go. And you know, it came across my feed. So just to rewind and recollect myself because I get carried away when somebody's (laughs) wrong and I just love dishing out L after L. Um, You know, I I, I retweeted it and said, how have you still not deleted this tweet? Because most people, when they're really, really wrong on social media, delete the tweet so they don't get the mentions. And he responded back. To you directly, to to me directly. He retweeted my tweet and responded. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind this. I don't know, I don't have his Twitter account up. I believe he has, I mean, he has thousands and thousands of followers. I'll look it up right now, but he's so so he has a lot of followers and a lot of mentions. He is he is 775,000 followers, so he gets a lot and he probably mutes a lot of it. He found my tweet. Mm-hmm. And retweeted it, and I wish I could share it on on our live YouTube stream. But no, go look it up; it's not hard to find. Look at my Twitter account; it's down there. Um, look him up; it's not hard to find. I'm, I think it's still pretty high up on his Twitter it's account. Because like, it, it, I'll tell you right now, it is three. It's three. three. Okay, yep. so so there you go. He responds. Delete it. I've considered even reposting it to make it easier to find. I could not be more amused by its popularity six years later or by seeing it applied to Sixers and New York Knicks teams, which doesn't make sense, but anywho, or by seeing it applied to Sixers and Knicks teams that have nothing to do with who they were when I wrote that post. But as Perk says, carry on. Mr. Rick Butcher. Uh, Buker. <laughs> Buker. 
Doucher. Mr. Rick Doucher. Because I can say that because this is a podcast. Sir. <laughs> and and Taylor, you, you could chime in as well. I mean, I oh, can't. I I can't, I can't speak for the Knicks and their negligence and their horrible ownership with, with Dolan and company and their horrible choices of coaches and their horrible signings of free agents. I can't speak on that. But let me speak out on uh, the, the, the Sixers part of that. That, that doesn't, uh, the Sixers team today doesn't apply to that post that you threw out there in 2015. Sir, the Sixers are today what they are today because of six years ago. Embiid was already drafted. When you wrote that tweet, they were in the midst of a 10-win season. I get that. <sighs> ben Simmons was drafted in the following draft in 2016. The groundwork was laid for what you see today because they had Joel Embiid to build around. They had Ben Simmons to build around. That's what the whole point of the process was, was – because in today's NBA, you can't be mediocre and expect to get good talent. Not with the way the lottery is and the percentage going towards it. You cannot expect to be mediocre, a 9, 10, 11 seed, and expect to be 1, 2, 3 in the lottery. It just does not happen. Now, did the Knicks almost get to that at one point? Yes. But however, <clears throat> if you want to compare what's more successful, the Sixers process or the Knicks process. And we put this poll out and the results are astonishing. We had over a hundred and fifty votes, I believe. 93% picked the Sixers process was more successful than the Knicks process. It, it was unbelievable. And it was tweeted at New York fans and Philly fans and NBA fans. This wasn't strictly a Philly post or strictly New York post. This was as generalized as it could get. And people said the Sixers process worked. The point of the process was to create an NBA championship caliber team. You may not agree that the Sixers are going to win the NBA finals this year. I get that. I understand it. But the bottom line is they're sitting there with the number one seed this year. They have an MVP finalist in Joel Embiid. They have a defensive player of the year finalist in Ben Simmons. They brought in Tobias Harris because of the talent around them. You have veteran free agents picking to come to Philadelphia because of that groundwork. You have Tobias Harris, like I said, came in. You have Danny Green, Seth Curry coming in. Granted, they traded for Seth Curry. But the bottom line is you have that core to build around. What do the Knicks have? And you want to talk about drafts the past couple of years. Let me go back to the, the Knicks drafts since that tweet was made. Now, you can't count Kristaps Porzingis. Because he was drafted in 2015, so you mm-hmm. so you 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 can't count can't count this in the argument. They didn't have a 2016 pick because you had Carmelo Anthony and a bunch of abysmal contracts. You still sucked. You tried to <laughs> win and still sucked. The Sixers tried to be bad and got better because of it. The Knicks tried and sucked. That's the All difference. Right. You drafted nobody in 2016. Not one player <laughs> in 2016. I'll let you go. And on in Philly, 2017, you, you had the eighth overall pick. You drafted Frank Nitalikina, who is averaging eight minutes in the NBA playoffs this year. Eight. He's terrible. He's a bum. He sucks. He's not an all star player. That's what you processed for. How about Kevin Knox the next year? <laughs> 
in 2018. He's not even playing in the playoffs. He's terrible. RJ Barrett, okay, I'll give you that. He's okay. He's a role player. Congratulations. He's playing better this year. He's starting for the Knicks. But he's been terrible in the playoffs. And then you got Obi Toppin, who everybody was so excited about. But uh, what's Obi Toppin really doing except for an exciting dunk in a game that you still lost in? Like, give me a break. The Knicks suck. You have Julius Randle, who you didn't even draft as your best player, who was looking to revive his career. That's why he went to New York, because he couldn't go anywhere else. Not because he wanted to go to New York. Nobody wanted to go to the Knicks culture. Nobody wants to wanted to play in the Madison Square Garden when it was em- not empty because Knicks fans still showed up. God bless them. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a bad product. And you are getting boat raced by the fifth seed Atlanta Hawks. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the Sixers have the MVP finalist, a defensive player of the year finalist, a coach of the year finalist, Tobias Harris, who should have made the all-star game. You drafted Tyre- Tyrese Maxey, who has balled out in limited time. You have all these veterans that want to come play in Philadelphia. You have Dwight Howard that picked Philly over LA to come and win a championship. Whose process is better? Yeah, no, it's not close. If I get Bryce and I push him towards the Philly topic, trust he's the process. Just destroy it. When it comes to Buker's tweet, I agree with him in certain aspects. In certain ways, the original tweet that he did back in 2015. Of course um, you do. No, back in 2015, I I really I get his point. His point. Everybody is, hated the process. It's yes, neg- I know. It's negligent to 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 get players <laughs> and to encourage them to lose, but. The, the players weren't encouraged to lose. It was just and a bad that's roster. I mean. That's what I mean. Is like it, people act like it was. They were like telling them to lose. Like, oh, go out there and lose. But I think it was just came down to roster construction, and it was a bad roster. So they put together a bad roster, and then they got the picks. And then the other thing is the draft is such a crapshoot. Unless you're a like a genius, you never know who you're going like to get. Sam Hankey. Yeah. Well, you just laid out all those players that the Knicks drafted, which were. In the top ten, I think all of them, right? Like they were late top. See, that's the thing. Like the Knicks late were, top 10, were yeah. bad, but they weren't bad enough. They, but, they weren't getting those top three players. But you also there were good players picked. I mean, you you picked eight, nine. You got Barrett at three, so that that was different. That was, yeah. And then you got Obi at eight. So but it's also eight, about nine, three, eight. Getting slightly lucky with your picks because Joel Embiid coming out. A lot of people were concerned about his injuries, Absolutely. about all this stuff, and yet. They picked him, and he turned out to be a superstar. Ben Simmons was different. Ben Simmons was the number one pick. Everyone knew he was going to go number one, and he did. But you have other ones where you missed, like Markel Fultz, obviously. Like, that was a miss. And he's no longer with the team. He's with the Magic and thriving in what he does. <laughs> but it's it comes down to a lot of things. It comes down to, yeah, you need to tank because you need to get the picks. You need to get that top 10, top five pick. And it makes it easier the higher you get because there's less likelihood. Because if they had been, you know, in the draft with Ben Simmons at number one, they would have picked Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid, that was kind of a gamble on your guys' part, but it was a perfect gamble, a gamble that paid off to the nth degree. He's now an MVP finalist and also, like, he could be in the discussion for defensive player of the year perennially because he's very good on defense too. He's a two-way guy. But, yeah, I, I... it's hard because you can't defend it. People, and let me people read don't some like of his the, people don't like the process, but you can't deny that it did now, work. Now this man has been roasted 
in the mentions for for trying to defend his tweet. Let me just let me just read some of these. You were wrong, bro. It's okay. <laughs> the point of the process was to get here. So of course it has everything to do with these current teams. Of course, if you're making up a one-sided narrative and can't consider the other side of the argument, you would reply this way. Somebody responded, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I continue to insist as I slowly shrink and transform into a corn cob. The Sixers, the Sixers are what they were when you wrote it. Translation, I'm going to double and triple down on it rather than admit I was wrong. I was thinking short term. Apparently, I don't know the difference between process and instantaneous. I was thinking checkers. The Sixers were thinking chess. Yeah, I mean, his his him saying that it has nothing to do with the teams that they are now is so it's just just not true. Like it has he, he everything to do with what the Sixers are now. He tried to defend himself and dug himself a bigger grave, and and I am happy to expose these people on Twitter. I love doing it, and I love to hate. I love it. I love when people say, "Oh, oh, you you know the." You're you're wrong, or 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 what are you talking about, or or shut up! Like this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I I, I feel like he's like the Donald Trump of t- like sports Twitter. He just doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just throwing out stuff, hoping shit sticks to the wall, and it's not. Like I mean, um, come on. But anyway, at any rate, I thought that it was very funny that out of. I'm sure of, thousands of right. people that are tweeting well, at him. He well, chose to retweet you. I'm looking at my phone and, and you know, it's the holiday weekend. Like I'm, I'm, we're doing a lot of things. It was, a, even though the weather was terrible, it, we were mm-hmm. busy and I'm sitting by the, you know, the fiance's uh, family came up and they were at a hotel and they were swimming. I'm sitting by the pool at, at the hotel and I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, wait a minute. It, did he he responded to me i i don't remember getting his his notification oh <laughs> so so I like just, i was scrolling through twitter and i was like i was like wait double take did, did he just quoted yes, he did. bryce <laughs> yes he did I, and look it's not the first time i've gotten um Ice Cube has quoted me because I ripped the big three. Um yeah, i i ripped the big three a bunch of years ago and he he quoted Wait, me. Miami no, what's that league that he did? Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I was just like, I, I roasted it because there was such no, yeah. a terrible product and he tried to defend it and people ripped him too. So, you know, I, I know how to, I know how to press the buttons to people the right way and they'll respond. <laughs> I, I know how to social media. Um, apparently. <laughs> apparently, you know how to get into Twitter fights. I was like, I was like sitting here. I'm like, Bryce is in a Twitter fight with Rick Buker. Uh, <laughs> this is going on the podcast. I tweeted you right away. I was like, oh, I was, I was saying, yeah. <laughs> and I said, oh, absolutely. Um, Taylor, we have some exciting. We have an exciting development coming coming around. We have we have a prize. We have a giveaway. I hear. Oh yes. Uh, so yeah, we have we definitely have some exciting news that uh, Godzilla Media and Sports with a ZNT podcast is now partnered with Big Hair Energy, and thanks yeah. to Big Hair Energy, uh, we're going to give away two prizes today. But first, uh, I'm going to let Bryce handle that a little bit later. But right now, we have Big Hair Energy was founded by Steve Karbowski in Utica. If you want to learn more about Steve, he is on last week's episode with Getting There with Gaz. You can find that anywhere you find this podcast or any other Godzilla media podcasts. Big Hair Energy seeks to inspire and motivate people to live their best lives, whether it's fundraising activities, taking care of yourself to your loved ones. Big Hair Energy wants to help to bring positive energy to your life. For more information, visit their website 
at bheclub.com. If you want some gear, visit their store at bheclub.com slash shop. And we are going to give away two T-shirts. And here's how you can win, Bryce. Yeah, you're going to follow, first off, follow our show Twitter, which is live today. It's right below. It's at sports underscore podcast. Keep in mind that the sports is with a T and a Z, not an S. So it's right below. And then make sure you tweet at the show using the hashtag Big Hair Energy. We have an exciting development of how we're going to pick the winners. Otis the Pug, (laughs) who makes several uh, appearances on this show. If you watch on YouTube, our YouTube feed that he does pop up on screen. He is not barking today. I might have just jinxed it, but he has not made an appearance today. But we will have a video of him picking the winners of whoever follow this Taylor. This is how we're going to know who, what, who listens to us, how many people listen to us by how many people I'm a little nervous about this, by, <laughs> by how many people respond to this? Because if you, if you respond to this, you listened to full 45 minutes of us talking today, which we appreciate you. We love you. We appreciate the support and hope to that you are along with us with this awesome ride that, that is coming down the road. But yes, Follow us on Twitter at sports underscore podcast. Tweet at us using the hashtag big hair energy. We will pick those followers. We'll probably give it a day or two just to get all the, the responses in because not every, the beauty about a podcast is you can listen to it whenever you want, whether it be on YouTube when, mm-hmm. or if you're co- out cutting the grass, put in those headphones, pull up Spotify or your Apple podcasts and listen to us whenever you like, or if you're going to, you know, you're stuck in traffic coming home from work and, and you need 45 minutes to kill. Boom. We're right there. Just look us up and we can, we can make that drive a little less painful for you. Hopefully if you like hearing Bryce yell about <laughs> Philly sports every now and then. Hey, Hey, <laughs> it's not all about Philly. The, the, the thing about it is like Philly is in the forefront. It seems like in the, in the sports sports world lately, at least in basketball, um, I'm, I'm going to throw, you know, we'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk baseball. We'll have plenty of time to talk football. Um, June 1st, where, which we're airing on is a big day. Um, uh, especially for teams looking to trade players or, or cut people. Um, keep Leo in mind, Julio Jones is out there. There's a lot of interest. I've been hearing the Titans. I've been hearing the Seahawks. I've been hearing the Niners. I've even heard the Patriots. So there's a lot the of traction. Too, maybe. <laughs> right. There's a lot of traction with Julio Jones. Um, the Eagles with Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz could be on the move as well. I'd look at Indianapolis, team up with Carson Wentz. But a, a lot is going. And it feels so good. And um, some exciting local news. I'm just ripping it through real quick. Some local exciting news. Uh, Saratoga, the Saratoga Springs track will be open 100% to fully uh, vaccinated people. Opening day is Ju- uh, July 15th. So we will be hopefully doing something with the track. Who who knows if we could get some media passes. We'll have to talk to the big guy about that as well. Sweet. What's really exciting, not so much, Taylor, you could care less, but for my Penn State Nittany Lions fans out there, um, they just did. I, I mean, just a sign of that we're going back to normal. They announced that Beaver Stadium will allow the 107,000 fans back into the stadium today. They're going to be fully, um, full at capacity starting with Game One in, in late August. So that that's really awesome. It, it just 
college football is one of those. You need the students, you need the students, you need the fans or else it's weird. You need that energy. And it's just awesome to see that. Like we're getting back. We're getting back. Sports is back. The NBA playoffs are here. Baseball is in full swing. Uh, OTAs is going on for, for the NFL hockey playoffs are full swing as well. So we got a lot going on. I'll put it out there again. Everyone get vaccinated. This is how we get these things back. This is how we get things back. Don't throw popcorn or spit on players if you go to a game. <laughs> um, and t- I'm excited. And don't weeks. be a dick. Come on now. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going down to Philly. We're going down to Philly in two weeks. Um, not we as me and Taylor, but me and the fiance. We're going down. Phillies. Well, you you'd be. They're playing the Yankees. That's where we're going to see. Oh so well. We'll all right. I would actually. Two teams that are in a complete downward spiral. So that should be fun in its own right. It's just going to be, I'm just happy to get back into a a stadium, a sporting event, get a beer in my hand and enjoy some sports. But outside of that, we will be dropping this. This, this episode will drop on Wednesday, June 2nd. We will be back to doing our episode weekly. Uh, Keep it locked in. Make sure you follow us at sports underscore podcast. Um, That's where we will be announcing all our giveaways, all the winners, all the, up-to-date sports news that you need as well as following us personally um i'm at zbrice 21 uh taylor is at t lats with two t's and two s's so make sure you're following us we are pretty active on social media if you want to add us dm us whatever we will respond to you we will love the feedback we love the support that we've already gotten already um and we're only three episodes in so the best is yet to come for sure. Um, so looking subscribe forward. and share and do all yes. that stuff. Share, subscribe, all that all fun that stuff. stuff. Tell your friends, tell you, tell your family, tell anyone you know who likes sports. Even if they don't like sports, tell them anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> so thank you again. Thank you for listening. Uh, for Taylor, Taylor Lattimore, I'm Bryce Linsky. This is Sports with a Z and a T podcast brought to you by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs. We will catch you next week.